Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the show this week. I do want to apologize for not having a show last week. The interview that I'm actually posting today uh, should have came out last week, but there were technical difficulties and y'all please pray for me. Uh, my system is not acting as it should. I've been having some issues with Skype and all that good stuff. So I'm getting the kinks worked out now. So y'all please uh, pray for me, bear with me, and I thank you for your support and for listening. And so anyway, uh, before we jump into the show this week, I do want to thank the patrons for the show. Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Make sure you go over to the website and check out all of his gear. There's actually a new Game Face shirt that he has uh, in collaboration with kj52 off of his last album jonah so go check that out and we're going to be giving one of those away soon uh all you gotta do to enter to win is share two of your favorite episodes of the business with bordeaux podcast and hashtag business with bordeaux and hashtag true strength apparel and uh and we'll announce when we're going to be giving that away soon it was going to be august 1st but i'm gonna postpone it just a little bit more but I also want to thank Mr. WordPress Stan over at WPStan.com. If you need any kind of help with the WordPress website design, that's your man to go to. Uh, he has a portfolio you could check out there. And yeah, hit him up and see how he can assist you. And so anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, oh, actually, I do want to further ado. Um, check out my Anchor station. If you're not familiar with Anchor, it's kind of another podcasting platform where anybody can create a podcast. Aaron Simk has actually created one himself. And so you can check that out, but it's a really, really cool uh, app and way for you to kind of get your voice out there. Literally, it's a vocal app. You use your phone and you can call into people's radio stations. You can create your own, have people call into it. And it's just a really cool way to get to know people and put out some content. So if you're interested in that and you need some help with it, you can hit me up on Twitter at JasonBordo1 or on Instagram at JasonBordo1. And so anyway, now without further ado, uh, here is my interview for the second time with Jay Izzelay. Alrighty, welcome back to another interview on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank y'all for joining us here. Uh, so for a second time, I have a brother who was on the show previously. And on the first interview, there were quotes put online. The show was retweeted a lot. And it just got a huge amount of, of motivation behind it. And my second most downloaded podcast episode and wow. so we have a social media guru, ninja, extraordinaire, whatever you want to call it. Mr. <laughs> Jay is LA. Hey, how's it going, Jason? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man. I, I definitely appreciate it, man. The last time I was on, you know, we had such a great response. I, I was surprised. I'm just, you know, I was just happy with people actually taking the time out of the day to listen to the podcast, but to be on my timeline on Twitter and seeing people quoting me was just, it was incredible. So uh, before we start, you know, to, to all your listeners and everybody listening, if you heard the last podcast and it brought you value, please retweet this, share this, like this and comment. Yes, 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 we do. And uh, and if you find a quote that's extraordinary, uh, create a little photo, throw it on Instagram, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. 
I'm I'm so down for that. I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, so so one of the key things, and I guess we'll just jump right into it. I mean, you know, if you listen to if you didn't listen to the last episode, go back into the archives and listen to it. Uh, you know, he gives uh, Jay, Jay gives more of a background on how he got started in the social media game, YouTube, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you can go back and listen to that uh, so we don't repeat the same exact stuff. But but the, the, the key thing that was really mentioned by several people, it wasn't just one person. Uh, shout out to the Work Smart Show who... They were actually on the show last week. Yeah, shout out. And uh, but they they quoted you and shared the show, and uh, and, and he really uh, appreciated what you said, and even created a blog, you know, with your quote in there talking about uh, the the biggest. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, man. But I said the biggest social media hack is to create daily content. Right. So right. Why do you think you know? Just to clarify a little bit more. Uh, for those who have seen that quote, just break that down just a little bit more on why it's so important to have it daily. Well, daily because you're, you know, I think consistency is key, right? With anything that you do, if you're working out, if you have your, if you're studying, you know, and for a lot of us, uh, we don't have the budget that you know, major corporations have, right? We're, we can't put, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars of advertising on our content, right? So the next best thing is to, you know, beat them with the volume, you know, because um, we're fighting for attention on social media. Everybody is selling something. Even if you're not in business, you're, you're selling something, right? You're selling yourself. Um, and so by creating content, you're pretty much saturating the market with your brand. Um, letting people know about, you know, your, your your clothing line, your music, your podcast, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I know the, um, I think one thing that I'm learning is specifically on Anchor. Uh, it's a new platform that showed up. If you listen to the LaVarcia Cornerstone interview, then, you know, we, we jumped into it a lot. But one of the key things that I'm doing is trying to have some type of daily content. And mainly right, because the right. way that platform works is that whenever you look at a person's station, it'll say that they're not on air. And so there's nothing to listen to unless you go in their archive of episodes. And so right. on that platform, like daily content really is key to, to getting people to check your station out. And so uh, speaking of anchor, it's pretty much the algorithm for all social media platforms. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you know, it, the, the more content, more, the more uh, you will be on, like, for example, if you're posting daily, you'll be in my feed a, a lot more often than someone who's posting a week or once every other week. So you want people who are active, who are engaging, who are using uh, their social media platform because at the end of the media, um, those, their, their, their products, is people, right? Is users, you know, that's what they sell to their advertisers. We have, you know, 2 million users daily, you know, whatever that is. And so they, they want you to be successful. You know, they, they want you to get likes, they want you to get viewed. And so when you, when you create daily contact content, um, your stuff is going to come up on the feed, just like you said with anchor, like for, for me, when I log into anchor, it's, it's either you or seek for sports who's on my, uh, 
who's on my feed first. You know, um, right. it's it's you guys are like you guys are like the 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 top two that are on my feed as soon as I log in. So you guys are the first ones I listen to. Cool, cool. Yeah, I try my best, man, because it's like I, I want there to always be a conversation going. And I want to bring as much uh, platform or as much uh, content for the platform for people to check out. And so that daily content for me is really important. And, um, but, you know, just kind of jumping into, uh, and, and I guess what, you know, since we're on it, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and, and ride out with it. What are kind of, what are some of the things that you've noticed about anchor that, that you've liked on it? Because I mean, obviously you've been on all the different platforms and we'll talk about the best use of all the platforms, but at this point, starting out the conversation, what do you like about Anchor, and, and, and what do you see that's working for people that uh, that folks might be able to utilize using Anchor? Well, I mean, I, I lo- first of all, I love Anchor because it makes it so easy for you know anyone to have a podcast and talk about whatever it is that they're passionate about, right? Um, it used to be that if you wanted a podcast uh, in the past, you would need to buy all this equipment, right? You would need to buy microphones. Um, you'd have to go through the different types of microphones as well, whether you need a dynamic or a cardioid or whatever. Um, do you want a USB mic or do you want one, you know, do you want a mic with an XLR and then you're going to need a board or are you going to record into software? So all, all of these variables, right. That you have to consider when starting a podcast, whereas with anchor, it just makes it so easy. You just pick up your phone, you hit record and that's it. You know, you just start talking, you start creating content. Another wonderful thing I love about it is that you can send that to iTunes and every other platform, you know, so that people can listen to you. So now you have now people have access to your content, right? Anywhere in the world they have access to your content. And that's one of the main things I love about it. Now in regards to the type of content that people are creating, I think that it's so early, it's difficult to tell, you know, I know what I like, right? Um, the wonderful thing about Anchor is that it's so new that there's so much real estate there that you can create a podcast about fishing, about hunting, about hip-hop, about anything, right? Because there aren't that many people on there just yet, you know? It's still early enough where you can corner the market on baseball hats, you know? On, (laughs) you know? (laughs) On, you know, on on pottery, whatever it is. Like, you, you can really you know, uh, 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 just get the real estate there and, and, and really be that person who's, who's authority on whatever particular, uh, you know, topic you're passionate about. Um, one of the most effective things I've seen on there again is daily content. Like we discussed, um, you know, I see, I see you seek first and grow the heck up all the time on my feed. Um, there's always content there. Um, and I love that there's always something to listen to. Another thing that that I see that's very valuable um, and great is a call to action, right? And the call to actions, you know, usually, well, mainly it's because of the engagements, right? Because Anchor has this wonderful feature where you can call in. So if you're talking, if you're talking about, actually, you had a question. I think it was yesterday, and I called into your station where yeah. you were talking about um, entrepreneurship and health, right? And and uh, you you had done an interview, 
And uh, I, I think, and I think this is for most business owners is that sometimes they, they slack on their health and fitness, right? And so I called into your show and I said, hey, you know, uh, my situation is completely different, you know? And so you begin this engagement and dialogue with the community, you know, and you get to know your listeners uh, just like a real radio station. And that's one of the things I think that is probably the best feature on Anchor, because with a regular podcast, you can't do that unless you're set up for that, right? Right. Um, you know, and with Anchor, you can you can engage your audience. So, and, and that helps you create content as well, right? Because, you know, just that little segment of the interview that you did allowed you to 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 engage your audience, you know, and create more content, you know, because now you're having a dialogue with with people who are listening. So those those are the main things that that, that that I see on there that I like that I love, um, and that that I think are are great ways to to engage with your audience and increase your audience. Right, and I, I would say something that I'm probably going to start doing is every time I do an interview for my business with Porto Podcast, I'm going to pull out at least five questions for my anchor station to ask people to weigh in on. Right. Right. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, you know, it's still new and we're still playing around with it. All of us, uh, who are on it trying to figure out the best way to utilize it. And they're still like, they're, they're at a point right now where you can call in suggestions and ideas and questions. And that's, if they haven't thought about awesome. it, yeah, like it's, it's pretty incredible that they're crowdsourcing, uh, making the app better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's wonderful too, because, you know, you, you, you're getting, you basically everyone who has an anchor podcast is, is doing quality control, right? It's like, yep. Oh, this would be better if, you know, I could adjust the levels for the mu the background music, or if I could lower the intro, if I could play my own music, you know, all these different features that they're incorporating, you know, a large part of them are because of user feedback, you know? And I think it's great that they're open to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think they're doing a, a great job at, at utilizing their users as the source of suggestions for improvement. Definitely. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, definitely. It's, you know, it's it's not some, you know, you know, somebody coding who said who thinks, oh, this is going to be this is going to be the, you know, this is going to be great for the app. You know, it no, it's actually someone who's really using the app on a daily basis, um, who's recording pot podcast engaging with with uh with their listeners you know that's that's really awesome to me you know they're not they're not so romanticized with the idea of like oh this is my app this is the way it's going to be this is the way it's going to work you know right you can't hit up mark zuckerberg and say hey i got some ideas for facebook never like you know <laughs> you can't like do a certain hashtag you can't really do that like they have a team of millionaires on there who exactly. are who are doing all this stuff? And exactly, so, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So everybody out there, if you haven't gotten on Anchor yet, you can find JSLA. You can find Business with Bordeaux. You can find Track Stars. You can find Grow the Heck Up, Seek First Sports, and a whole bunch more. So, Solomon's Porch. <laughs> Solomon's Porch podcast. That's up there. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah, the man. hardest. You're the hardest working man in uh, in Anchor podcasting. You got Yo, three I'm podcasts. Try <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm right now i'm managing three anchor stations yeah, yeah and um and i'm not getting daily content on all of them unfortunately but i'm trying my best to keep it going and uh so you're doing a great job too i appreciate job. it man but speaking yeah. of managing content one of the things that lavoisier cornerstone mentioned in our last interview that we did a couple weeks ago was not all content is repurposable for every platform Right. And so one of the things I wanted us to really talk about this week is because a lot of people are doing a lot of marketing in any any kind of business. They're doing marketing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, You know, we talked about Anchor a little bit, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Like there's so many different platforms out there. Wanted to kind of get your expertise and your thoughts on what is the best type of content for these types of platforms. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess, you know, I mean, if you just, wherever you want to start at, I was thinking Facebook cause it's the most popular, but yeah, you know, it, it really, it really depends on you first and foremost, like what you're comfortable with doing. Right. And then obviously you do have to understand who your demographic is, who your audience is, who your customer is. Um, and then understand the platform. Um, so with, with Facebook you know, you now they have they have a much older audience. Um, so, you know, I mean, my mom's on Facebook, you know, so, right. you know, that kind of, that kind of tells you, you know, the, the younger generation isn't on Facebook as much, you know, a lot of them are on Snapchat, they're on Musical.ly. And so you have to keep that in mind when you're when you're targeting them. Um, when you when you're thinking about marketing to that particular audiences, who's on the platform? Um, you know, and there's, there's certain types of content that, uh, you know, older generation just can't relate to, you know, if, if it's a, if it's a, if you're going to post a popular meme, um, let's say, let's say, uh, about, uh, you know, a mumble rapper, they're not going to get it, you know, um, unless that's your audience, that's your demographic and that's who's following you. So, for the most part, you you definitely have to understand that. But with like for most of the most of the platforms uh, like social uh, like uh, Facebook and Instagram, it's usually the same thing. It's usually images and videos. And I found for for Instagram that videos do a lot better. There's a better response than than pictures. Um, you get a lot more views, uh, a lot more shares, a lot more reposts. And this is just my own personal experience um you know whereas um on on facebook a lot more likes and not as many shares uh and also in in, um i find that on twitter um current events tend to trend better so if you're someone who who is let's say doing um a sports podcast or a political podcast um, that might be the best platform for you. Although you can repurpose that same content in the sense where, like, I might, I might make a comment about Mike Vick and uh, Colin Kaepernick, right? Um, that same comment, you know, because you have to do it under a certain number of characters. Um, I could turn around and do a video for Snapchat or Instagram. Right. And uh, so, you know, it's repurposing content in that sense, where it's, it's like. Uh, you're taking the content and creating new content. It's not necessarily taking your your tweet and reposting it on Instagram, but more so taking that same idea and just repackaging it. Right, right. 
Yes. You know, and, and those are the things to consider for each platform is how do people respond? And it's just a matter of taking inventory of your own social media and taking, okay, which posted better? Uh, which ones had the most traction, which ones had the more response, which ones engaged people more, you know, and, and, and following that, okay, what did I do here? What colors, you know, did I use for, you know, in this image? Um, what font did I use? What did I say? Did Was there a call to action? These are all things that you have to consider uh, when you're posting on social media. Um, if you're looking to, to grow uh, your business and your audience. Right. So one thing I would, I would, I'm just going to ask is with Instagram, like, do you expect to put stuff on there that is, that you want to be shared? Because I mean, Instagram is kind of hard to share content or for people to share content. Yeah. So it, it, it really depends on what your, what your objective is. So I currently have two different clients. Uh, one client is a sports nutrition company. And we're doing a whole rebranding of, of the social media on there. So we want to change the look um, of the brand. And we also want people to share it. So the, what we've done so that, uh, so that our content is shared is we've created an affiliate program. So now we have you know, a couple dozen people, a couple hundred people who are creating content. And they're sharing the content for us, right? They're helping us grow the platform, and you know, and they and we're helping them. Uh, we're helping their brand and bringing awareness to their brand as well. So it's kind of a, a, a leveraging going on there. Uh, so with Instagram, yes, but the, you know, there's there's certain ways you can do that. Um, and you, you, I mean, you see it all the time on Instagram when you're scrolling through your feed, and you might see the same meme two or three times, you know, in, in, in a couple of scrolls. So people definitely do share people, you know, take screenshots. There's tons of apps that'll let you repost images and videos. Um, so there's definitely the shareability. And then you can always share out to, to different platforms. You can share to Tumblr, you can share to Twitter, you can share to, uh, Facebook. Um, so there's definitely a shareability factor there. Gotcha. So with Tumblr, now, I personally haven't really been on Tumblr a whole lot, but you know, I hear if you're a blogger, you need to be. So I yeah. think I'm a little bit late to the party. Is Tumblr really good? Like, is that primarily just for bloggers? You know, I haven't been on Tumblr in years. Um, none of my clients, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of my clients um, um, ask me to help them with Tumblr. Um, when I was on Tumblr, it was mainly a lot of images. It was it was Instagram before Instagram. Right. right. Um, and so I do see a lot of bloggers there. But, you know, if if you're into into blogging, I think the better platform is Medium. Um, I really like Medium. Um, it it's a lot easier. It's cleaner. Um, you know, I, I think that that if you're a blogger, you should definitely I mean, honestly, you should really explore all platforms and see which one gives you the best response. Right. Right. Um, because it, it, it might be something where your particular content, you know, might not appeal to the audience that's on that platform, you know? Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of figuring that out. Yeah. I, I, you know, I definitely heard about medium a lot and I haven't put my blog on a whole lot of public forums yet yeah. because I'm still at a point right now where I'm trying I mean, I've been doing it for, 
almost a year now, but I still feel like I'm at a point where I'm trying to make sure I get the consistency right and yeah. um, and all that. But I need to go ahead and jump on that myself and just just go ahead and do it because right. uh, you know definitely I'm lacking uh, reach there. But so, what what would yeah, you, you know, say? And it's just a matter of doing it too. You know, just yeah. I mean, even if it's just you know one piece about you know whatever it is, or even you know what, even if it's just transcribing you know some of your podcast you know i mean I, I realize that it takes time to do that but just having that content there for people who who like to read you know people who who like um investing that time and 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 reading content and and learning about certain things like for example like anchor you know or uh podcasting see because i mean a lot a lot a lot of people aren't in the position that you're in. I mean, you're running three different podcasts now. Some people haven't even started one and don't know how to start that. You know, so your experience can bring value to them. You know, I think a lot of times we minimize our own experiences and think that, um, you know, I'm not an expert in my field or, you know, I don't I don't have the name to to consult or to or to, or to or to share my ideas with people and and the reality is is that you're in a far better place than a lot of people you know um, I'm sure at one point you had zero podcast and you didn't know how to do it and you had to invest the research you had to invest the time to do the research right yeah <laughs> yeah sure. you know and so you know why not why not uh, uh, create that content, whether it's, you know, blogging or, or, or making videos or stuff like that um, to help other people out, you know, because, you know, you you can connect with people on, on so many ways that, that I can't. Right. Um, just because just because of um, demographics, you know what I mean? Um, just because of, you know, where I'm based out of where you're based out of. And maybe it's, you know, it's income, maybe it's education, whatever it is, but you can put people on a whole different level than I can and vice versa, you know? And, and so I think, I think that there's room for everybody to, to, to make their mark and, and, and to do that sort of stuff. And, and by creating content, um, you allow the market to dictate whether it's good or not, you know? Right. Um, and you, you, you should really, you should really, you should really try um, and put that stuff out there. I mean, I, I realize that time may be an issue when you're juggling three different blogs, but I think that the information and the value that you can bring to people would be great. Right. Yeah. And something else I'd, I'd, I'd kind of want to say, and I was thinking about whenever you were talking, is that I think one of the things that we don't really think about when we're getting started is our first post on anything is it going to get in the eyes of a million people to judge right right like that first that first (laughs) thing that you put out that is just you getting your ball rolling like nobody sees the first little snowball before it rolls and gets bigger and bigger before people see your snowman yeah (laughs) right nobody cares (laughs) nobody sees the snowball they just see the snowman later on down the road after you've been working on it for a long time right like and, and i think that's you know you know, and, and so that was one of the things that I had to learn was that, you know, I, I can't just keep sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting and trying to figure out how to perfect this thing. Yeah. And, um, and there's, there's two different sides of the coin on that. There's some people that believe you want to, you know, your first impression is the most important. So, but at the same time, like if your first impression is in front of like one, two, three people, 
which right. more likely it will be unless you're, you know, Tim Tebow and you got to play baseball after you left football right. or something like that. That's, that's a little different. Yeah. But, um, right, right, right. But yeah, so just kind of a quick encouragement, anybody out there who's waiting to do something, just go ahead and start doing it and get it out there. Cause you're never going to start otherwise. No, that's, that's so true, man. That's so true. They say, what is it? A journey of a thousand miles starts with that first step, you know? And I sit, I always tell people like, you know, I always ask people, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? Right. Yeah. One bite at a time, you know, that's the only way to do it. You know, and you get comfortable with yourself. You get comfortable talking to people, creating content, writing, creating vlogs, um, you know, all of these things. You get comfortable with time. Uh, you become seasoned. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, you know, and even even if you're just creating the content for yourself at first, like let's say you want to be a vlogger, you know, if you if you create the vlogs and edit them and you don't post them but you see them and you critique yourself and you, you kind of take inventory and analyze everything about the blog you know vlog whatever is good and whatever is bad you know that only helps you so in that creating process you begin to develop your voice and your sound uh your visuals your look your brand um so it's very important to start you know it's very very important to start yeah for sure for sure and um you know, definitely if, you know, if y'all need any help in that area, you can always hit me up and, uh, you know, you can maybe hit JSLA up as well. And, uh, but something I wanted to, to kind of, uh, transition over to real quick is, is kind of a little bit on, on branding. Yeah. And so obviously one of the big things about anybody now is branding. And I would say this though. And it's one thing, and I'd, I'd kind of love to get your thoughts on it real quick. So as I'm watching like Shark Tank, cause I love Shark Tank one of my favorite shows, Okay, but everybody up there is trying to build a brand before they ever even build any kind of a product or service or anything. Right. What's your thoughts on when is it appropriate to actually start thinking about something as a brand rather than a product or just a, a service? I think they go hand in hand. Um, I think that you should be thinking about the brand, the branding as you're creating a product or a service, right? Um, because ultimately, that's what people are going to relate to. That's what they're going to appeal to. Um, you know, that's what's going to attract them to you. Because branding, all branding is, is it's, it's an idea or an image of your product, right? It's, it's the look of your product or your service. Um, so even with personal brands, if you look at, if you go on Instagram and you look at like, you know, just go through the Explore page and, and look at the comedy section um, or look at the fitness section. And any section, any particular section um, that is that is specific, um, you'll see that there's a certain look to people's um, Instagrams, to their websites, to everything, and it's all part of what they offer. Whether it's supplements, uh, tutorial videos, um, you know, DVDs, you know, um, you know, it's it's all part of who you are, and you know, it's it's your name, you know, really. And so it's important to think of that when you're you're um, creating content uh, for yourself. Um, I, I think I think that they go hand in hand. Now, I also think that branding shouldn't be your only for focus because if you're an entrepreneur, you're in business. Sales are important, right? Because <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. The the bills don't get paid with branding, although branding may help you pay your bills. But, you know, ultimately, 
the end goal is sales, right? And so right. if the branding is done right, you know, that makes marketing easier and that makes sales easier. Gotcha, gotcha. So with branding, uh, I know one thing that a lot of people do pretty often and what I've heard is that, you know, when it comes to a brand that every once in a while, periodically you have to rebrand. Now, somebody said, and I can't remember who it was, but I heard that like Madonna rebranded herself like every three years or so. Really? Yeah, I've never heard that. I mean, you look at you look at the the big names uh, like, let's say, Apple, Coca-Cola or Nike. Have, have you seen them? Um, when I said those names, you can picture their logos, right? Right, right. Have you seen any change in the last three, five, ten years? With, Nothing with other than, logos? nah, I mean, definitely not the logos. I mean, obviously, yeah. who, who they attach it to, yes, but. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I think you have to be consistent. Um, just like with content creation, um, consistency is key with, with branding. You know, you don't want to confuse your audience, you know. You know, uh, can you imagine Nike is, you know, it's a swoosh, you know, now, and then three years from now, it's, I don't know, a giraffe. You know, it's just... <laughs> or like an X have... instead of a check, yeah. it's an X. <laughs> yeah, you know that would that would confuse the consumer. You know, like what right. is this? You know, no, you need you need brand recognition. Um, I think with with Madonna, I, I think she, you know she she kind of recreates herself. She evolves, but she's still Madonna. You know, right. I think her music evolves. Um, and. I think I think evolving is important to keep keeping up with the culture and the times is definitely important and finding out with, you know, what the next move is, um, what's going on in, in, in current culture. So like if you're in tech or if you're in music, um, knowing what's happening, you know, within that industry is very important because you're able to change with the times um, and keep up with the times as well. And you can even foresee changes. Um, I definitely think that's important. I don't. I don't know if I agree with um, actually changing your branding. Uh, yeah, and, and if you take a look at like let's say Jack in the Box for example, I think they're they're the only brand that I could think of that changed their their branding recently, um, or at least their logo. Um, you know, but that was mainly because of the healthcare, and so they they kind of had to reinvent themselves. Um, but that's the only time I see it necessary. But you know, the, the main key with branding is, is consistency because you want the consumer to, you know, go to Best Buy, to go to Walmart, see your product on the shelf and recognize it immediately and buy it. Right, exactly. And, you know, I think it's interesting that a lot of, like you said, a lot of the major companies don't really rebrand as much as the smaller ones. I do notice that smaller companies tend to change up every now and then. But right. most of all the major brands that everybody knows, especially worldwide, they keep the same thing all the time. Right, right, right. Because they want to be able to, you know, they want to be recognized. They want to be seen, you know. They've spent so much money in advertising. I mean, this this is the reason why so many um, artists who leave their record labels go on to have successful lives as independent artists. Because, you know, the record companies have, have already pump hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars into into their marketing you know so you wreck the name you know the name you know you're familiar with the product so speaking of music artists i'd love to get your thoughts on this whole entire switch up 
It's completely unrelated, but Miley Cyrus. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Because uh, she's I mean, completely like flipped everything that she's been doing the past couple of years on this last little run that she's she's going through. Uh, would you call that rebranding or reinventing? Because everything about her has changed at this point. Her apparently her music. I don't listen to her music, but like yeah, apparently I'm, her music changed and her look, her appearance, everything. Okay, so I'm not too familiar with her music. I only I only know the change from like Hannah Montana to Miley Cyrus on a Wrecking Ball, right? Right. Uh, and that, now she looks that, like the church girl. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much she went from Hannah Montana to, uh, yeah. you know, Wrecking Ball to yeah. now, like, she's wearing, like, church clothes in a field of daisies, <laughs> singing yeah, yeah. these, you know, like, yeah. you know, girl, more girlyish type songs instead of, like, sexualized or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, I, I wonder if she's doing that as maybe as a result to the way she was being received by the general audience you know yeah yeah was... i mean it could it could be i mean we're, we're merely speculating but I, i'm i'm guessing that the market um dictated that you know that wasn't her that wasn't working for her and they like the the wholesome hannah montana you know <laughs> um yeah you know i, I mean I, it worked for her in the sense where people were talking about it she was all over the news she was on award shows um, you know, she was on TMZ, you know, when she first made that for the switch from Hannah Montana, um, to the whole wrecking ball thing that definitely worked for her. Right. Because it, it brought attention to her. Right. But, yeah. um, <laughs> it was kind I of, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know what her record sales were like. It'd be interesting to see, um, what the record record sales look like, um, at the time, if those, if that record of those singles, um, you know, sold any. Um, that might be the reason for for the change now to the to the wholesome. Is she is she still doing like that that whole pop dance stuff, or does she go back to country music? I don't know. It, it, I mean, I think it's more just like pop, like like more innocent pop music, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. early day Mandy Moore type of situation. Okay, yeah. So, yeah I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, ha- I haven't heard his. Mu- I haven't heard her music yeah. so. Yeah, I mean that's interesting because I, from what I understand, country music is like you know one of the best-selling genres. So why would you want to leave that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Especially if you have you know, you have a foothold in that market already. Um, yeah, I yeah I, I I wouldn't be able to talk about that. I just I'm not familiar. I didn't know that. Now now you're gonna make me go Google and, <laughs> and see what her new music sounds like. <laughs> so, switching over to a little bit something more. Uh, relevant to the the kind of area where we live uh, musically, yeah. What would you call the transition of Lecrae and Reach Records? Is that rebranding? Is that just like wh- what's that classified in music business? Because I think a lot of people, you know, there's so many different thoughts about it. Yeah. But you know, and and nobody seems to be really clear on what it is, other than change of. Uh, I mean, the, the way they kind of say it is more of a change of ministry focus, I guess. Right, right. So is that part of branding? What's that kind of uh, a part of, you know, business-wise? Um, if you feel like you can speak on it. If you yeah, can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know everybody's got two cents. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, 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 thing, the thing with him, I think 
it's difficult to say as, as far as his, his change in, in the why, right? Because only him and God know, right? Right, um, right. He knows what God told him, um, you know, or what he understands what God told him, you know. And I can never question what God has said to another person, right? Um, right. I can have my opinion on it based on the word. Um, but ultimately a conversation that, you know, cause I mean, it's like saying, you know, did, you know, my opinion on, on what God told Abraham. Right. I, I think a lot of us would be like, nah, God will never tell you to go ahead and kill your son. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so I can't, I can't, I can't really speak on that part. Now in, in, in regards to, to him changing, I, I, I think he's just growing as an artist and as a company, you know? And and seeing that his his audience is as much bigger than you know the four walls of the church, you know, um, and I think that he's repositioning himself uh, to be able to reach that audience, you know, um, right. because if you listen to his music, I, I don't think it's any any much different than the last couple of albums. You right. know, it's sure it, it, it's not um, it's not after the music stops. Um, you know, it's not rebel, but it's definitely within the realms of the last couple of albums, you know, um, it's still the same message. Um, yeah, so so I, I think he's just, he's just trying to reach a, a, a bigger audience. And, and I think that it's, it's that stigma of, um, that the world has with anything Christian, you know what I mean? I, I you, you had mentioned in your, in your, <laughs> You had mentioned in your in your podcast about uh, uh, praise him cleaners, right? <laughs> right, right. A lot of people won't call praise him cleaners just because it's called praise him cleaners, you know? Yeah. And so you won't even get that opportunity to to show your excellence in your work because of the name of your company, you know? I don't think that we should be ashamed of, of who we are as believers, um, but I think that when when we take that position, we we kind of um, we put ourselves in a box. You know? Right. Right. And, and I, I think the objective of, of, of reach has, has always been to share and live out the gospel. Right. Um, and you know, up until, up until recently it was, he was mainly sharing and, and, and living out the gospel in front of church folks. Right. Exactly. When, yeah. That was, that, that, that was the initial target. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in the beginning, I, th I think it was it was more so like a, a, a safe alternative to whatever hip hop was out at the time. Um, where now it's definitely more much more of an outreach to 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 the world. You know, I mean, he's he's behind the scenes, you know, up in secular radio stations, you know, with DJs and, and artists and, and really being that light. You know, where, you know, you and I may not be invited to those places and may, may never share the gospel in those areas just because of who we are and our names, you know? Right, um, right. Like, I saw an interview where, um, here out in L.A., actually, uh, I saw it on YouTube. Um, he was at a radio station out here where he actually uh, shared the gospel with somebody. It was like a behind-the-scenes video. Um, it wasn't on air. Um, it, he just kind of he just kind of um, corrected someone. Um you know, who's, who said that he didn't believe, excuse me, <coughs> I'm sorry, um, where, you know, the guy kind of said that he didn't believe in heaven or hell. Um, he believed that we make our own heaven or hell, you know, and, and he kind of, he hit him with a, you know, is, you know, is, is that, is that a true statement? 
you know, is that a true statement? What if my truth says that your truth is not the truth? You know, so you kind of question them and, and, and give them a little pushback, you know? And, and so I'm saying that to say like, you know, and I definitely don't, I don't ask the question. I just want to clarify. I'm not asking the question to say for people to think that I want to yeah. point, you know, it, to me, it was just a basic, yeah. you know, it is, you know, do, do you feel like this is part of like almost like a rebranding to, to kind of reach a different target audience? Uh, definitely. It, I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, I wouldn't say it's a rebranding because reach is still reach. Um, gotcha. But, but de- definitely, kind of taking inventory and 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 uh redetermining who the target demographic is you know um i i think i think that's that's what he's doing he's trying to you know widen his audience broaden his audience you know it, it's like uh it's like a franchise expanding to a new region so gotcha. to speak you know gotcha so pretty much it'd be similar to like a mcdonald's going over into india where they don't eat cow yeah and so yeah. they have to change up the menu a little bit but still have the same basic business like at the same goal Definitely. as a company yeah yeah that, that's a great example yeah that's that's a really great example yeah because everything about mcdonald's is the same regardless of what mcdonald's you go to right you can order the same foods everything looks the same the staff is dressed the same uh, the operations are the same yeah and and I, big brands like uh, like Apple and McDonald's, they actually research, you know, whatever country, whatever region they go into, um, they research, they do research before they go into it to find out what colors work in those regions. Um, you know, because some colors may be offensive to certain cultures. Um, yeah, and even like the foods, for example, like you just stated, like, you know, they might not eat cows, so they have to give alternatives, they have to have alternatives. Even, I mean, even here, you don't have to go as far as India. Um, you see that with, with um, their, their healthy choices now. You know, they've changed because the market has dictated that, you know, we don't want to eat, you know, fast food all the time. Or, you know, we want some healthy alternatives. And they made those changes, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, they're doing more salads and they're trying to like, I just saw Subway They're They're changing up a lot of their stuff and I actually shared it on my Facebook page and some of my other uh, social media platforms, but like they're changing the look of Subway. Like the colors are a lot more bright and vibrant. Uh, When you walk into the store, it feels more of a fresh environment. That makes sense. Uh, They have fresh produce laid out. They have gluten-free bread now. They really? have yeah. Huh. Sub Subway's changing up, but the other big difference too is they have uh, self uh, self kiosk now. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know that that's happening a lot in a lot of different <laughs> places too. Yeah. That's, so, that's... but yeah, but changing the look because the market wants something different, and so you know, changing that look a little bit. Uh, even the Subway sign they they increase the brightness of the color of green that they use. You know, I gotta, I gotta pay attention to that. I haven't been to subway in a while. Um, ever since the whole thing happened with the bread, having like in the bread, they had what in the bread. They had like, you know, the same plastic that's in yoga mats. They had that. in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. Yes. Yeah, so 
that was like maybe a year or two ago. So I haven't eaten Subway in a while. So <laughs> I haven't really paid attention. But now that you mentioned it, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start paying attention and, and see if I notice the changes out here. I don't know if it's regional. Maybe it's, it started out there first and hasn't made its way to California yet. Well, I saw it online that they were transitioning, so I haven't yeah. seen it personally yet. I just saw they had a video up. And, yeah. um, but, you know, the kiosk is a thing that, that's happening all over the place, um, yeah. everywhere. It seems like every store now is um, is doing the whole self-checkout kiosk, um, and that's going to be interesting moving forward um, when it comes to business, you know. Um, I think that that's going to create a lot of new entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. I think that's where we're at in the age right now. I think one, you know, obviously if anybody listens to Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about how entrepreneurship now has become the popular thing to do. Everybody wants to be yeah. one, Yeah. but we're also coming to an age where like, I mean, there's not as many jobs readily available because everything is getting switched to automation. Right. And so like high school kids aren't going to be able to go out and just find a job anymore. No, no. So they're going to have to figure out a way to be creative and innovative in order to bring in some revenue to, you know, pay for the car insurance or cell phone bill. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it used to be that you can fresh out of high school and go work for GM or, or, or Boeing or anybody, right, and have a decent life and, you know, maybe buy a house and a car. It's hard enough even with a college degree. Um, yeah, I, I think that you know, we're being pushed to, to be, in, you know, independent, to be entrepreneurs, to be business owners, you know, um, just because of that, because there is no, there really is no alternative, you know, like companies are always downsizing. There's no real job security, you know? Um, yeah, it, it definitely, he's definitely right. Uh, entrepreneurship is something like everybody wants to be a boss now. You know, it's a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, like know, a boss. Boss light, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until they got to start bringing in some money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty sales, much. Sales determines, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. <laughs> yep, 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 for sure. Well, man, I, I tell you, man, it's been, uh, you know, if, if anybody listening back, you can kind of tell uh, Jay's voice has changed a little bit in this conversation uh, due to some technical difficulties. But yes, <laughs> but we definitely got through it uh, regardless. And uh, hopefully that didn't bother anybody too much. If it did, I, I apologize. And uh, please don't be so picky with me. But <laughs> but it was definitely good talking to you again, man. And uh, yeah, great talking to you, too. You know, all over the place from social media, from anchor to social media, to branding, to automation. Yeah, it's such a great conversation. We like covered so much. It covered so much ground. It, it's interesting. Yeah, man. It's interesting how the conversation, you know, took its own took its own path. I know, right? I need to start. I'm, I, I may have to create an outline to keep me focused on one area, but I, I hate doing that, man, because I like like you know I, I like discussing you know all of the relevant things in in time, and right. I can't always discuss all of those things with particular people that I want to discuss right. it with because I'm trying to right. focus on one specific area conversation. And so that's yeah, always yeah, no, my struggle. I, I, feel, I, I feel you. Like one of my favorite um, podcasts is the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't listen as much as I used to before. Um, but I just love the format of that. Of you know, just two buddies just having a conversation, you know what I mean? And they right. can go from, 
you know, aliens to, you know, MMA. And in our case, you know, we went from Subway to Miley Cyrus or vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, she went from a wrecking, we went from an anchor to a wrecking ball. Right. So, you know. (laughs) Yes. That's good. Anchor to <laughs> so anyway, man, but, uh, but it was great to have you on the show, man. And man, I know, I know me. we're definitely going to have you back on uh, later on down the road. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, so, I appreciate it. I'd love to be back. So again, good talking to you, bro. Yeah, man, for sure. So again, just let people know where they can find you and, uh, you know, where the best places to reach out to you. At. Yeah. Um, so you can reach me on any social media platform. J is LA, J A E I S L A. Same number, same hood. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, appreciate you ha- every again. Appreciate you having appreciate having you on the show. Lord, I'm getting tongue tied here. But uh, and you know, I'm I'm very uh, very keen on not editing out a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, all of my mishaps usually stay into the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, but yeah, we will definitely have you back on, uh, sometime in the near future. And we yeah, appreciate you, so you being much for here. The opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, man, for sure. And, uh, we will be back next week with another interview. Thanks for listening. Alrighty, that was the interview with Jay Isale. Uh I do hope you enjoyed that. I do apologize. There were a couple of different uh his his voice happened to change a lot because we were having issues with Skype. Like I said, we had some technical difficulties, but I was able to get the interview put together and uh I still appreciate him sharing the the knowledge and wisdom that he had. Hopefully you got something out of it. I'm sure you did because I did, and you know, we can all learn this thing together. But anyway, um, Before I go, I do want to also uh, let you know, if you haven't checked out the Solomon's Porch podcast, you can do that as well. Uh, That's another podcast I'm part of. It's more of a Christian lifestyle podcast. So if you're a Christian, uh, you may enjoy that. And uh, we have a good time over there. But uh, yeah, shout out to Aaron Simpkins at True Strength Apparel for being a patron for the show and supporting. Uh, Make sure you head over to truestrengthapparel.com and find you some good uh, summer gear. And the fall is coming up. Winter's coming up. He's also got some hoodies and stuff like that. You can go ahead and and get prepped for, for the cooler weather that is coming. And also WordPress stand over at uh, WordPress or WPStand.com. Uh, if you need any kind of help with the WordPress design, like I said, that's your man to go to. He can help you get started and give you assistance and make sure your security set up and all that good stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the show this week. Like I said, I would really appreciate it if y'all just uh, said a prayer for me. Uh, I've been having issues with my computer and stuff and getting shows recorded. I uh, had an issue this morning, actually, with uh, with another thing I'm doing, the Independent Artist Spotlight over with Track Stars. But, you know, it's, it's got to move on. We, we got to get this stuff done. We got to get content out there. We got to help people and uh, and hopefully entertain some folks as well. So anyway, I appreciate your support, your prayers, and for listening to the show this week. And, uh, and yeah, we will see you next week here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thanks and God bless.